0: Hi there and welcome. The First Christian Church podcast ministry features the teaching and preaching of the First Christian Church in downtown Roseburg, Oregon. Here's today's message. To us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Aren't you glad for Christmas music? I, uh, I've been in full Christmas mode the last couple of days. Very happy about it. We want to say good morning to everyone, and we want to take a moment to uh, dismiss our kiddos to Kids Church, and so let's give our kiddos a round of applause as they get going. There they go. Looks like Pastor Darren is going back there, and some of our workers, Miss Valerie as well, Miss Carol. Um, I'm so grateful for our kids department and the volunteers, and... um, I always I tell Bre- uh, Darren almost every Sunday better you than me, that's what I say, but uh, they do a great job back there, and it gives us the opportunity to to worship and uh, and the kids an opportunity to worship on their, uh, on their level on their scale and so we appreciate that. Uh, we want to say good morning to those of you joining us uh, online. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Hope you enjoy our service today. If you're in Douglas County, we hope that you will make plans to join us in the next couple of weeks. I want to share just a few things that are coming in the next few weeks. Um, in January, is it too soon to talk about January? Okay, so I heard no first, so we'll do it. Uh, in January, we're going to begin a verse by verse study through the book of Acts, and I'm very excited about it. Um, I've been reading Acts over and over the last three or four months, and I really feel like this is where our church should be in 2022, just studying verse by verse. Um, And this is how much of a stretch it is for me. I usually like to know what I'm preaching on every Sunday for the next three or four months. And the book of Acts, I don't know how long this will take us, uh, but I'm very excited to do so. So I would encourage you in your own personal studies to start uh, looking at the book of Acts, start looking at the first couple of chapters. We'll be there as soon as January hits. Um, And then Christmas Eve service, if you're watching online uh, and you don't have a place to worship on Christmas Eve, we invite you to come as as uh, as long as everyone here with us as well. Uh, It'll begin at 5.30, it'll last just under an hour, there'll be Christmas carols, we'll take communion together, and uh, a beautiful service designed to point you to Jesus, um, and then get you back home so you can celebrate Christmas with your families, and then a week from tonight is a night in Bethlehem, our children's program, and so uh, we're very excited about this, they haven't done a kids program like this in quite some time, so our kids will be doing the program, you'll be helping them sing. And then afterwards, we'll have goodies downstairs that you bring. So think of your favorite Christmas snack, appetizer, dessert, whatever that looks like. Bring it next Sunday. We are looking forward to doing that together. Um, Yeah. Um, How many of you got racked this morning? Did anybody get, look at all those hands up. One of our kiddos gave me this. It says this. It's a package of apple cider, which is fantastic. And it says this, with a random act of Christmas kindness racked, may your day be merry and bright. In the next few days, we hope you might pass kindness on to someone else you know. Isn't that great? I don't know where Haley is, but thank you for my apple cider. And uh, I think that's a great way to start our service, to think about how you could pass on random acts of Christmas kindness to other people. Um, Let's do this. Let's take a moment and let's pray for one another. So if you have your bulletin or if you're at home, maybe jot these down in a journal somewhere. We're going to take some time to pray for one another. Um, There's a few prayer requests we want to mention. Yesterday I was able to spend some moments with uh, Gene and Lauren at their home. And uh, it was just great to see Lauren and he was in good spirits and good energy it felt like. And uh, he wanted me to Relay all his thanks to our church family for praying and for loving on them recently. And so you continue to do so uh, for both Lauren and for Jean. And then uh, it was it's good to see David Jonasson here in church today. Uh, and Dennis, thank you for bringing him. That is awesome of you. I uh, was able to hang out with David for a little bit yesterday as well. You continue to pray for David. He has a follow-up appointment tomorrow. Make sure everything is going well. Uh, A couple other follow-ups, we want to pray for Jay's daughter, uh, Kathy Krauss. if you saw the email last week, she's been officially diagnosed with PLS, and so uh, we want to pray for Kathy, and then it's good to see Steve Wicker here today, Uh, I was was standing next to him while we're singing, and his voice is as good as ever, Uh, and he is fresh off his... He's fresh off his foot surgery, and so you pray for him as he continues to get better. Um, I was talking to my parents last night, and uh, our neighbors, their neighbors, Myron and Rebecca, would you jot them down in Southern California, in Orange, California? They're just, uh, they're going through some health difficulties that are just beyond the normal, and um, my parents asked if we would pray for them, and my parents get our emails, and so you should know that there's people that pray for you all over everywhere. And so uh, as they get those emails, they pray for you guys. And so they called me last night and asked if we would pray for Minor and Rebecca, their neighbors down in Southern California. Uh, Let's do this. Let's pray for those. And then um, I want to share one other thing with you before we get into this uh, message today. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for... This service and this day, thank you for the beautiful songs we were able to sing this morning that point us to Christmas, that point us to your birth, uh, that point us to um, the, the reason for this season, Lord, and um, it's great to hear everyone's voices sing out like a choir, Lord, as we proclaim your goodness and your grace to us in coming to earth. Father, as we think of these families and these individuals, we lift up Gene and Lauren, we lift up David Jonasson. Jay's daughter, Kathy, Steve Wicker, we pray for these, Lord, that you would just, uh, as you have in the past, and that you, continue would, uh, that you would continue to show yourself strong in their behalf, um, going through different types of rehabilitations and recoveries and uh, treatments. We just pray that doctors would be wise and that they would be um, uh, restored to full health we also want to lift up uh, my parents' uh, neighbors, Myron and Rebecca. We pray that you would uh, watch over them, give doctors wisdom as they care for those two as well, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of praying for one another. Thank you for those who are watching online, who are here in the service. I pray that uh, as we look at this verses in Isaiah, that you, would, um, that you would just reveal to us your voice in our hearts. Would we hear it from you, Lord, please? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to share one other thing with you, and uh, and we want to pray uh, for this person. Mike, would you mind coming up here, bud? Come on up here, Mike. Mike Sanchez is uh, coming. So Mike and I first met each other at the, the picnic, right? Come on up here, Mike. Uh, Mike was here for the picnic back in, when did we do the picnic? September, right? September and he's been attending since and he's been part of a men's group that we've had and um, this last week just started asking some really great questions and uh, Mike is ready to give his life to Christ and be baptized and I said you we there's no other uh, that's just awesome and so I asked him this morning I said well how are you feeling about what we talked about he said I'm ready I'm ready to do it and he's eager and I asked him if it was okay if we prayed over him today And then we'll figure out when you're going to get baptized, man. We could do it now, but it'd be really cold. Um, But we'll set up a Sunday where we can do that and uh, celebrate with you. Um, It's just awesome. This is why we're a church, is to see people come into the faith and make decisions for Christ. And the beautiful thing about Mike is Mike is here because Mitch Moss invited him to church. And because of that friendship, Mike started coming to church, and Mike uh, was able to sort out where he is at with his faith and is ready to make a public declaration of his faith in Jesus. And so I want to pray for Mike, and uh, let's do that together. Father, thank you for the way you work in our lives. Lord, thank you for friendships that bring us closer to Jesus. Father, I pray for Mike, Lord, as he makes this decision to um, draw a line in the sand, so to speak, and declare his faith and trust in you that you would reveal himself, yourself to him, that you would show him the steps he needs to take, Lord, just to grow and um, lean and trust in you. Father, there's a whole group of people here that are so grateful for this decision, Lord. I pray that we would love him well. I pray that we would get to know him and that we would invest in his life as he is investing in his own life, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would give him assurance of this decision, Father, I pray for he um, and the, um, the parts of his life, Lord, that he is willing to surrender to you. I pray that you would use that for your glory. We're grateful for him. We're grateful for Mitch and for Pepper and other friendships that have encouraged him. And we pray, Lord, that, um, yeah, we're just so grateful, Lord. We love you. And in Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, amen. amen. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, brother. Have a seat. Uh, We're so excited about that. Uh, If you have your bulletins um, or uh, your Bible app, go ahead and turn to uh, the notes. We want to get started on our series, Peace That Passes All Understanding. We are in the season where we celebrate Jesus' birthday. There's all sorts of birthday traditions, aren't there? Um, You know, on your birthday, you might be able to get to pick your meal, uh, maybe the dessert. Uh, Libby made a uh, cheesecake on Thanksgiving from scratch that was ridiculous, and I remember making a mental note, birthday cheesecake, that's what's coming. Uh, All sorts of traditions, when you have that birthday cake or birthday cheesecake, one of the things we do is we make a wish, right? We make a wish. So if, if Jesus were to say, well, to celebrate my birthday, you get a wish this Christmas, what would be on the list for you? Uh, money or beauty or happiness, health, fame. Uh, Some of you would uh, skirt around and you would wish for more wishes, right? How many of you would do that? That's cheating, just so you know. When the angels came to announce the birth of Christ, here's what the angels said. Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. Uh, In fact, let's say this out loud. Ready, begin. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. You know, the New Testament greeting from one person to another would be this, peace be upon you. They would often say, shalom. They would often say things like, go in peace. Paul in his letters would say things like, grace and peace be unto you. Of all the things that Paul could have wished or used as a greeting when he wrote to people, he could have used other things. He could have said, grace and health. Grace and money, grace and fame, grace and Bitcoin, whatever that is. But he says this, grace and peace. Today we ask the question, is peace even possible? The angels declared it. They said, glory in the highest heaven and peace on earth. And so most of all, uh, most of us, I should say, if we could wish for anything, we would wish for deep peace, We would wish for a real peace that starts in our insides and makes makes its way out in the way we behave and the way we have conversations, a peace that comes from heaven that's divine that doesn't even make sense, that kind of peace. How many of you understand it's possible to have money in the bank but no peace in your heart? How many of you would agree that it's possible to be successful on the outside and yet no peace in your heart? It's possible to be all buttoned up and, uh, and, and, and your, uh, your clothing and your makeup and your hair look just right. Yet there's no peace on the inside. And so most of us, if we're being honest, we've experienced the opposite of peace. We've experienced maybe chaos in our heart. For one reason or another, there's turmoil and there's, uh, there's all this kind of uh, unevenness in our heart. Maybe there's tension maybe there's anxiety in our emotions there's relationships that just aren't even there's misunderstandings and disagreements we come to the time of christmas and uh, it's it's important for us as we celebrate the joys of christmas that we also recognize this is an incredibly difficult time for many people and there's going to be uh, battling emotions where on the one hand, there's joy and elation for what we celebrate and the people we get to celebrate. And yet in the very same breath, you could have sadness and even uh, the lack of peace because there's just uh, someone missing this year. There's relationships that are broken this year that weren't broken last year. There's health diagnoses and and different things that are part of the equation this year that maybe were different in years past. And because of that, we have sometimes these competing emotions during the holidays. We're going to be reading from Isaiah 26 in a few moments. So if you have your bulletins or your Bibles, turn to Isaiah 26. Isaiah is one of the major prophets we would call in the Old Testament, major because of the length of book the length of the book that he wrote that is preserved in Scripture in the Old Testament. And much like today, the time of Isaiah 26 is a time of fear and unsettledness. There's chaos. And so Isaiah prophesied of a day of pure and uninterrupted worship where it would be filled with passion for Jesus and praise for the goodness of God, but most of all, perfect peace. Let's read Isaiah 26 in verse 1. It says this, In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. Look at verse 3. He says this. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Verse 3, he says this, you will keep in perfect peace. Doesn't that sound fantastic? It sounds a little unrealistic too, though, right? Perfect peace. A peace that is perfect. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I can identify with imperfect peace. I can identify with incomplete peace or maybe inconsistent peace. I know what that is. I can have peace one moment, give uh, even a prayer to God, trust God with something, uh, hand a burden off to God, be fine for it uh, for a good two, three minutes, and then run over here and say, God, what? You haven't worked this out yet. Imperfect peace. Uh, I'm familiar with incomplete peace where um, there's part of my heart that is completely at peace and then there's a corner of my heart that is filled with chaos and tension and, and I can't resolve the two. I'm familiar with incomplete peace. I'm familiar with inconsistent peace where there will be moments in my day, perhaps in the morning, that are uh, ushered in with peace and calm and then, um, and then I get out of bed and there's chaos. Or I'll start my day and the first interaction doesn't go as well and there's chaos and then I'll turn some music or some worship music on or I'll center myself and it'll go a, a well for a few moments and then uh, all of a sudden chaos, tension, anxiety. Uh, I'm familiar with inconsistent peace. And you know what God describes in Isaiah is this idea of perfect peace. You will keep in Perfect peace, all who trust you. Even with the announcement of the very birth of Jesus, the words were perfect peace, peace on earth. Now, the Hebrew word here is the word shalom. Let's all say the word shalom. Oftentimes in Hebrew greeting, you would begin and end conversations with this word shalom. You would raise your hands together as a sign of completeness or wholeness or uh, togetherness and you would start and end conversations this way and say shalom. Shalom is this idea of complete, perfect peace. It's the opposite of that incomplete or imperfect or inconsistent peace. It's peace that is uh, that is everywhere. It's peace with God. You don't have to wonder about your standing with God. You don't have to wonder if uh, where you are and tipping the scales of being accepted or not accepted by God. You have reckoned yoursel- yoursel- yourselves to Jesus. You have claimed forgiveness. You walk in the newness of life. You're adopted, and so there's peace with God. There's peace with others when you Think about uh, yourself not always looking to be number one in a relationship, not always looking down on others where there's no bitterness and there's no envy. It's peace not only with God, but with one another. It's perfect peace with yourself, recognizing that in the past you might have committed things or done some things that you are Uh, ashamed of, but you recognize that's been washed by the blood of the Lamb, and that you've been forgiven, and that those things that have been forgiven don't need to be a part of your identity today. It's perfect peace with God, with one another, with yourself, and it comes from God. Now, what's interesting here in Isaiah 26 and uh, verse 3 is the original Hebrew text, and Isaiah says this, you will be kept in shalom, shalom. Peace, peace. The word shalom actually appears twice, which is an emphatic statement in Hebrew. In other words, you get a double portion of peace. I will give you your portion of peace, and I will also give you even more than what you need. This is the perfect peace we're talking about. Here's the reality. The reality is this. While we have been promised peace, we have not been promised ease. Right? We have been promised peace, but we have not been promised ease. Peace that goes beyond our human ability to understand. Yes, but it does not say that God promised us ease. In fact, Jesus was really clear about this. John sixteen verse thirty three says this: These things are I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart; I have overcome the world in the very same breath jesus says uh in me you might have peace but in this world you will have trouble in me you'll have peace in the world you will have trouble it's a startling realization that peace isn't found in the absence of our problems peace is found in the presence of god shalom shalom perfect peace Perfect peace found in God. Now, here's the thing. We're going to spend four weeks talking about peace because it's easy for me to talk about peace. It's easy for me to sing, um, well, you guys will sing about peace. It's easy for us to talk about the peace from God, but for a practical application, what does it look like to exercise peace in our life? Well, next week we're going to talk about um, peace while everyone drives me crazy that's the message topic next week because uh if we're being honest with one another uh, this time of the year is great it's also a bit crazy and people can contribute to that and we're going to talk about how uh, being offended is going to be inevitable but living offended is a choice so how do you exercise peace when everyone drives you crazy In two weeks, we're going to talk about this. uh, Peace, why does it take so long? Because while you are waiting for peace to work out, it doesn't feel peaceful in the process. And then on three weeks, we're going to talk about this. um, Is peace possible if God keeps disappointing me? Because the reality is this, as we go through our lives, if we have an unhealthy perspective on our life or the timeline of our life, it can appear that God keeps disappointing us. So what does it look like to practically apply this theme to our life? Shalom, shalom. Because it's easy for me to talk about it, but you might be sitting there and say, my family is a mess now. Where is peace there? You might be saying, my body is wrecked right now. There's no peace there. My finances are a wreck. Or they're about to be a wreck because I got a shop this week. So where's peace in that? You might be saying, I'm trying to hold it together emotionally. I'm trying to hold it together financially. Christmas is coming. I have children that are struggling right now. Um, There's addiction in my home, whether it's drug, alcohol, pornography, or whatever the addiction might be. And you say, I'm scared to death with good reason. Where is peace in all of those circumstances? So how do we experience perfect peace? shalom shalom how do we experience that well let's begin with this premise the battle for peace begins in our minds the battle for peace begins in our minds there is a war in our mind and yet I can in there are moments where I can know the truth of God and yet my mind wanders into all sorts of untruths I can believe wholeheartedly the truth and the promises of God for me but I doubt them when I have to put them in practice. There's a war going on in our mind, and God says, with what God says and what my mind tends to wrongly believe. Isaiah 26, again, verse 3 says this, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. The NIV says it this way, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So what is your mind fixed on? What is your mind focused on? Um, When you get up in the morning, what does your your mind go to? That's a good way to evaluate these questions. Um, When the afternoon uh, hits and you have that lull in the afternoon, where does your mind go to? What is your mind fixed on? What is your mind focused on? Is it, uh, yeah, you fill in the blank. What is the answer there? What is your mind fixed on? What is it focused on? Is it news? Is it sports? Is it anxiety about the future? Is it finances? Is it relationships? Is it envy? Is it greed? Is it revenge? What is your mind fixed on? You see, you'll have perfect peace when your mind is fixed and focused on the truth of God. The Hebrew word there uh, for fixed is the word samak, and it's this word that means to lean on completely, to fully rest. You could literally translate this verse, you will have perfect peace when you lean completely on or rest on God's promises. Isaiah says this, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Paul in the New Testament words it this way. We know these scriptures, but let's just take a practical look at these scriptures. Philippians 4 and verse 8 says this, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. He spent this whole time talking to the church at Philippi. He gets to chapter 4 and he says, by the way, here's my parting words. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Praise keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. There's an amazing promise at the end of verse 9. The God of peace will be with you. When is your uh, God of peace going to be with you? When your mind is fixed on him. When you can talk to yourself and say, uh, God is good, he's always good, his promises are true, and his word never fails. God is good. God is true. His word never fails, and he's always good. When, he's, when I'm lost, he's my guide. When I'm weak, he's my strength. When I'm hurting, he's my comforter. All these different ways that Scripture describes who God is in our life are moments where we should meditate on those truths. Romans 8 is a good place to start. It says this, who shall separate me from the love of God? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. We could modernize that Romans chapter 8 and say this. Or relational tension, or loneliness, or anxiety, or loss, or depression, or fear, or pandemic. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. Now I am convinced with everything in my mind, completely convinced, Like Paul is, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor height, nor depth, uh, or anything in all creation will be able to to separate me from the love of God. When our minds are fixed on Jesus, he offers us this shalom, shalom. Uh, Jesus said it this way in John. He said, This peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You see, he's not giving you a peace. He's giving you his peace. And it's not found in the absence of problems. It's found in the presence of God. Now, in the New Testament, uh, we're illustrated this principle. Uh, The disciples were out on a boat, and there was a storm. And the storm was so massive, the disciples were afraid for their lives. And they began to ask each other, what's going on? What's happening? Where's Jesus? They went to go find Jesus. And what was Jesus doing? he was taking a nap. I don't know how, uh, how, what else he could do to appear so indifferent in the moment than to take a nap. What's interesting is there's really two storms on that day. The first storm was the visible one to the eye, the thunder, the lightning, the wind, the waves, the visible storm. But there's a secondary storm on the inside of how they were gonna reconcile what they were going through it was a storm that led to the disciples crying out don't you even care we're going to die and some of you in the middle of your storm it's bringing out your doubts and in the middle of our storm we can say God are you really there? God do you really care do you really understand what's going through in my family do you understand what's going through in my finances in my health in my relationships God do you really understand And Jesus walks out calmly. I like to think he stretches first. And in the middle of the storm and with the power from God declares, peace, be still. You cannot speak what you don't have. And Jesus, who is peace, gives his peace. I want to be clear. I believe everything I've preached So far, 100%. I do on every Sunday. I probably should say that as your pastor. But there are moments when it just doesn't feel peaceful in my heart. There are moments or relationships when they uh, they fracture or when there's tension and something starts uh, creating friction in the middle of my heart where it does not feel like the peace of God Is present. So, how do we ensure that we're walking in the peace of God rather than our own strength? So there's one one practical application to this message I'm going to ask from you this morning. And that is this seize your mornings. Grab hold of your mornings. Start your days in the presence of God. I want to walk you through some of the things that you could do in order to experience perfect peace throughout the day. Um, Because if we do not arrest our mornings, if we don't seize the opportunities when our days begin, what we end up experiencing is incomplete peace or inconsistent peace or... Uh, this kind of peace that comes and it goes and it's not fully, uh, fully from God because it rests on our circumstances. And if you are allowing your peace to be reliant on your circumstances, you will have this incomplete, inconsistent peace. So how do you properly position yourself? Uh, I'm going to give you five or six things. You have to write them down. They're not in your outline. Um, these are five or six things I do in the mornings. I don't do them every morning like I should, but these are ways that you can posture your peace. Uh, first, One of the first things I do in the mornings is I, I will spend at least 15 minutes listening to worship and worship music. And here's the best part. I get to listen to what I want to listen to. And so... Um, there's an album right now that, um, that I listen to. It's mostly uh, hymns with a couple of worship songs. It takes about 25 minutes for me to listen to it in the mornings. And as I listen to that, as I am opening my eyeballs, as I'm doing that, what ends up happening is uh, I rest in the promises of those words. I don't start the day bitter. Uh, it allows me not to start the day in anger or jealousy or anger or envy, I should say. Instead, it it gives my heart the proper posture to begin the day. Can I tell you, it's really easy for me to worship on Sunday mornings. It's easy on Sunday mornings because we're here and on a day like today where everything's dressed up for Christmas, um, I couldn't hardly get to church fast enough this morning. And then to hear our worship team sing, and then all of you, like one big choir, it's easy on Sundays. Uh, It becomes a discipline Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that praise that we uh, voluntarily make, that worship we voluntarily submit ourselves to during the rest of the week, gives your heart the right posture to begin with. If you can praise in the middle of a difficulty, if you can praise in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the craziness, we open ourselves up to shalom and shalom. And what's better than doing it in the middle of the craziness is to do it before all the craziness begins. So 15 minutes. I don't know why I say 15 minutes, but I'm a little OCD, so you'll notice that. 15 minutes of worship. Um... Something else I'll do in the morning is I'll write out scripture. Um, Right now I'm working on memorizing a psalm, Psalms 19. I'm about a verse shy of memorizing it. And the only thing I've done to memorize it is I just write out the verses every day. I write them one at a time until I think I've got it memorized. And then I'll write the next one. Um, This idea of memorizing scripture allows your heart to have something to rest on. So I'd encourage you to write out scripture. Find a psalm, find a promise. Maybe it's these verses in Isaiah 26. Find something where you can write it down over and over every single day. I'll read some scripture. Right now, Libby and I are reading a devotional that takes us through Advent, and it takes us through the Christmas story uh, that we found on uh, the Bible app, and we're doing that together. I'll spend some time praying through my day, and every interaction that I know I'm going to have that day, I will pray through. So this morning, I was praying, and I was praying for uh, our foster baby. I was praying for Libby. Uh, I was praying for our service today, and I was praying for the worship team and everyone who's in the sound booth, and then um, I got to the office, and I realized uh, there's a couple of people I wanted to check on, so I texted them, and I prayed for them as I checked them, praying through my day, and I'll do that. the last thing i'll do is i'll journal and i'd encourage you to start a journal there's several questions you can ask but i'll give you two that i think you should start right away number one what am i grateful for yesterday and take some time to just identify where you have thanksgiving for what happened the day before and then the second thing i'll write down or i would encourage you to write down is Where do I need God to show up today? Again, this is about positioning your hearts. Now, the statistics are amazing on how many people will wake up in America today, and before they greet their spouse, before they get out of bed, before they do anything, they will check their phone. And I'm telling you, that's not where peace is found. In fact, let me say this. If you start your day with social media, you are starting your day at the mercy of others. And you are allowing others to first tell you what to think. If you start your day with news, I'm telling you, you are starting your day at the mercy of others who are trying to tell you who to listen to. If you start your day looking at your email, if, for those of you who are professionals who are working, you are starting your day at the mercy of others who want to tell you what to do. And so as your pastor, I'm begging you and I'm imploring you, start your position of your heart from a place of shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. What would it look like for you to seize your mornings? The alternative is the alternative to starting your day at the mercy of others is to start with the mercies of God, which are new every single morning. The battle for peace begins in your mind, and so you must ask yourself this, will you fix your mind? Will you put direction to your mornings? Uh, Philippians says it this way, earlier than the verses we read, Philippians 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. That is not the complete thought. The rest of the thought is this. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It's the peace of God, not the peace of this world. It's the peace of God, not the peace of whatever material things that might help you found and secure. It's the peace of God. We come back to this verse in John 16, what Jesus spoke, and he says this, I've told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In other words... The world you will have trouble and in me you have peace. And some of us are living here and our attention and our focus is solely on what the world is providing you. And the glamour and the promise of whatever the lure of the world is going to give you, the promise of whatever the world wants to give you is wrapped in this shroud of incomplete peace. It's wrapped in this out of temporary peace that does not last. It's wrapped in this glitter that when you unpack it, the Bible simply says, it is trouble. And so you have the option of where you want to put your heart, where do you want to put your focus, and Jesus says, in me you will have peace. The presence of God, shalom, shalom. Peace isn't the absence of heartache. It's not the absence of loss. It's not being uh, the absence of disappointment. It is going through heartache. It It is experiencing loss. It is experiencing disappointment and recognizing that in your life, Jesus is enough. It's a peace that comes not from this world, but that only comes from God. And so this morning, I would say to you, where is your mind fixed on? What is your mind focused on? And what would it look like for you to totally alter your day tomorrow so that you started in peace? You say, Daniel, you list of five or six things, that's going to take me a couple of hours. I'll be honest with you, that whole thing takes me about 20 minutes a day. 20, 30 minutes. So is... um, Is shalom, shalom worth at least starting your day from the right position? Because what ends up happening is this. When you get to the end of the day, you will be able to look back and say, boy, I'm so glad I started there because if I hadn't started there and I went through this, I would be a mess right now. And yet there's peace, peace, shalom, shalom. What would it look like for your heart to have the posture that says, and in these things I understand that I will begin with Jesus, I will begin with peace. The New Testament greeting was this, peace be with you. They would say shalom, they would say go in peace. Paul in his letters would say grace and peace be with you. What would it look like for every one of our interactions, every one of our conversations to be bookended by this, by this, by this presence of peace, peace. Is peace even possible today? I would say it is absolutely possible, but by the grace of God. You see, the type of peace we're describing only comes from God, and it is our choice as followers of Jesus Christ. It is our privilege. It is our opportunity to declare you will keep in perfect peace all who trust you all whose thoughts are fixed on you and so we as followers of jesus christ get to commit ourselves to trusting in god and fixing our thoughts on him let me pray for you this morning heavenly father as we rest our hearts on perfect peace god almighty i pray that we would position our hearts in such a way where we can answer this question is peace even possible with a resounding yes We're going to leave the chaos to the world. We're going to leave the disruptions of this life to the world. We're going to leave the tension and the anxiety and the chaos, the worry. We're going to leave all of that to the world because you will keep us in perfect peace, all those who trust in you, all those who are fixed, whose thoughts are fixed on you. Father, as we consider that peace is a battle that begins in the mind, I pray that you would allow us to change our whole perspective on this, to fix and focus our minds on the truth of God. That we would fix our thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, Lovely and admirable. Those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Father, I pray that you would free us from starting our mornings at the mercy of others. What you have called us to is so big and so important. We, we, need, we can't do anything else but start So I pray that we would upend our mornings. That we would seize them for the glory of God. And I'm convinced if we could do it during December, Lord, we could do it the rest of the year. I'm going to ask you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes just down for a moment. Just to give us some privacy as we reflect and respond what God's doing in your heart. Shalom, shalom. I'd ask you to consider this. Are you at peace today? You've been made right with God by grace and grace alone. And Jesus is the son of God who never, ever sinned. He's perfect in every way he's the sinless innocent perfect sacrifice who gave his life on the cross he died in our place for our sins and God raised him from the dead being a follower of Jesus Christ simply means it's Jesus plus nothing it's Jesus plus nothing it's not plus religion or plus good works or generosity or anything like that Jesus and Jesus alone today is the day of shalom today is the day of peace if you've never entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ I pray that you would take the example of my dear brother Mike who simply said I am ready give your heart to Jesus when you call out on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ he hears your prayer he forgives your sin and he makes all things new He's ready to forgive. He's ready to transform. He's ready to be at peace with you and give you the peace that passes all understanding. I pray that today would be the day of salvation for you. I'm going to ask our worship team to come forward, and as they do, would you mind standing as I pray for you? Let's stand as we worship our Savior. Father, we ask that peace from heaven, Peace in the middle of fear, in the middle of doubt, in the middle of anxiety. Peace in the middle of the storm, Father. Peace in the middle of loss, in the middle of disappointment, in the middle of sickness. God, we trust you. We thank you. And even though you said in this world we will have trouble, in the same breath you said in you we will have peace. Father, we recognize that one day there will be no more crying. There will be no more tears, no pain, no brokenness, no more sickness. And we will experience shalom, shalom. So, Father, we pray that you would guard our hearts and our minds, that we would experience your goodness. Even now as we pray, even now as we worship. We thank you, Lord, that in the midst of uncertainty, you make a way. You provide avenues for us to experience the goodness of God in such beautiful and recognizable ways. We pray for peace, peace, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen, Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. If you made a decision for Christ or would like prayer with someone from our church family, we would love to connect with you. You can message us on facebook by searching roseburg first christian church or you can email us directly at roseburgfcc at gmail.com in addition if you're listening to this message on apple or spotify we invite you to like subscribe rate and review this podcast and share it on social media so others can be blessed as well god bless you and have a beautiful day